Hi, I'm Jason Seaver. I'm a psychiatrist, and I believe in the infinite potential of the human spirit. And I'm Maggie Seaver. I'm a mother, and the infinite potential of the human spirit scares the hell out of me. <laughs> Don't let her fool you. She's not so tough. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, anyway, last week, after 15 years of motherhood, Maggie went back to work as a reporter for the local newspaper. And Jason moved his practice into the house so he can be there for the kids. They're great kids. Yeah. And we have a great relationship with them. Yeah, there's just one problem. Their father trusts them, and they know it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Show me that smile again. Don't waste Hey there, Seaver fans! Angela Bowen here, the host of Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast. Well, today I'm going to be covering an episode from Season 5, Season 5, Episode 12, Season 5, Episode 24, Weekend at Mike's. This episode aired April 4th, 1990. In this episode, the Seavers discover they have termites and they move in temporarily with Mike. Yeah, remember in season five, Mike is living above the garage. <laughs> now that's all fine and dandy for one person, but you add two, four, five other people, that place is going to get a lot more smaller and cramped. This episode's got a 6.7 out of 10, based on 29 ratings. We have guest starring Jane Powell as Jason's mother, Irma Seaver Overmeyer. We have Chelsea Noble, guest starring as reoccurring character Kate McDonald. We have Wally Overmeyer, played by Robert Rockwell. Bonnie Urseth as Tanya. K.C. Martell as Eddie, Mike's friend. Bill Irwin as Lloyd. Bill Irwin, I notice, does make some appearances as different characters on episodes of Growing Pains. We also have Kirsten and Kelsey Doring sharing the role of toddler Chrissy Seaver. Christine Ellen Chrissy Seaver. This episode was directed by John Tracy, writers Neil Marlins, story by David Kendall, teleplay by Shelley Landau, and story by Tim O'Donnell. The title comes from the movie Weekend at Bernie's. Just letting you know, nobody's dead in this episode. No one's parading them around like they're alive. For the open opening credits, the cast is wearing raincoats and holding umbrellas while it is raining outside their home. Oh, okay, cool. If you want to find the podcast on social media, you can go to Facebook, type in Growing Pains Podcast, or you will find the Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains Podcast. Also on Instagram, Growing Pains Pod. Now, moving forward into 2021, I usually since 2019 have been doing an episode every other month or so of Growing Pains. But going into 2021, there are other TV shows that I'm also going to be focusing on, like doing an episode here or there of Roseanne. So the Growing Pains podcast will get kind of shift around with that. Also, maybe I'll do an episode of Mr. Belvedere. I'm going to be covering two episodes a month of Small Wonder as we go into t season two in January. As well as I'm continuing season one of Everwood coming back in January. So... Look forward to those as well as, as well as episodes of Full House. I am going to be also be covering, s continuing my coverage of season one of Different Strokes, which will be a weekly podcast starting in January. So that's just kind of a, a heads up as to what I have planned. Also in January, I'm going to be kicking off my, um, just like this year, I done a few like series movie like as far as the mighty ducks in january february march i did the honey i shrunk the kids trilogy with 
the first one, the second one, and the straight to video one. In January, February, March. Hold on a second. Mm. I will be covering Big with Tom Hanks from 1988. In February, I'm going to be covering 13 going on 30. And in March, I'm going to be covering 17 again. This all is focusing on either someone who want, who's a young person who wants to be an adult with humorous results. And the same for 13 going on 30. In 17 again, we see a 36-year-old guy who wants to kind of recapture his youth. He gets that chance by going back to his old high school as a 17-year-old. He also meets his, his teenage daughter there, so there's that as well. Yeah. I just thought it'd be kind of fun, like the wish-fulfillment type movies. Uh, in April, I do have a podcast listener who has requested that I cover Phantom of the Opera. I believe it's from 2000... Hold on. 2004, the one with Gerard Butler and Shameless's Emmy Rossum and Patrick Wilson. So that'll be interesting. I've never seen Phantom of the Opera, any version, never read the play. Or the book or any of that stuff. So I'm pretty much going to be going into that movie completely oblivious. <laughs> so alright, without further ado, let's jump into Weekend at Mike's. It's been quite a while since I've seen this episode. So, <laughs> Alright, so we're coming in with a cold open. Ben's watching cartoons. Mike comes in and is like, Ben, what are you watching cartoons for? We have cable. We have the all-women's wrestling, mud wrestling channel. But Mike immediately shuts up and takes a seat on the couch when he sees that Ben is watching The Roadrunner in Looney Tunes cartoons. So Maggie and Jason apparently have gone shopping. And Maggie's complaining like, hey, maybe you didn't bring your wallet with you. And Jason says, of course I brought it with me. I could feel my bulge when I was talking to that lady in cosmetics. Yes, of course, we get an erection joke. Oh, God. I love the look from Ben and Mike, like, okay, that's TMI, Pops. <laughs> we don't need to hear about your bulge. <laughs> and Jason is convinced that somebody lifted his wallet. And Mike's like, oh, you mean they cut the chain that you had hooked to it? I remember that being a thing with kids like they got the chain attached to the wallet and then you see that that chain kind of dangling along the side of their you know running down their legs like I can't see Jason with the slacks having something like that as if Jason's a guy don't usually they keep the wallet in the back pant pocket so basically, someone has to grope your ass if they're going to be taking out your wallet from your pants. You're going to feel someone touching your ass cheek as they're putting their hand in your pocket and pulling out your wallet. You can't chalk that up to an accidental ass grab either. Jason's like, look, I did that once, okay? One time when I was water skiing and you won't let me forget it. <laughs> I love Ben's grin. I gotta say, season five, Jason looks like his his bangs are kind of, you know, like, uh, gelled up. But it almost looks like they got teeny tiny blondish highlights. I mean, it could be a trick of the lights on the set, but I think it looks like he got some blondish little highlights. And they're looking pretty damn good. Carol, of course, is upstairs doing some exercises. I mean, this is season five at this point, folks, and I know that Tracy Gold was definitely, this could be very well the middle of her dealing with anorexia. We're not to the point where it's overly noticeable where she eventually did have to leave the show to get help. Thank, thank goodness, because we could have lost her. And I just... Oh, I just, I, I hate it. The, the, the jokes, the fact that, you know, she's exercising and stuff because her brothers are calling her fat all the time. 
But the, 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 to be, uh, you know, affect someone's self-esteem. But then again, you're on stage. You're in front of hundreds, thousands of people watching you on TV every week. And knowing that people are judging you and how you look. Like, that's not bad enough. But then you have writers on the show that you work on writing fat jokes for these cast members to throw in your face to constantly be reminding you. That can't be... That's not healthy. None of this was healthy. I just... I just... I feel so... So damn bad. I mean... Tracy Gold, you know, she has come come back. She has bounced back and everything like that. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy that, you know, she's doing so, so well and everything. And I just, I just feel bad that she had to be subjected to this shit. <laughs> oh, cartoons. Ben, you're watching cartoons at your age? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that with cable, we have got the all-women's wrestling channel. Oh, hey, the Road Runner, my favorite. Maybe you didn't take your wallet with you. Oh, Maggie, I know I had it with me. I could feel my bulge when I was talking to that woman in cosmetic. This is Grandma's crotch <laughs> Somebody lifted my wallet. When they cut the chain that you had hooked to it? <laughs> I did that once, one time water skiing, and you won't let me forget it. power squats. No. Jumping jacks? Maybe. <laughs> and one, and two, and three, and four, and five, and... Shit! Oh my god! The fuck? <laughs> I'll get on a scale and prove this wasn't my fault. Oh! Maggie comes upstairs and asks if Carol's seen Jason's wallet. And Carol says, did you frisk Mike? And Maggie's like, that's a thought. And she goes to close the door and Maggie's like, Carol, no man, it's worth power squats. And Carol asks, what about jumping jacks? And Maggie's like, eh, maybe. So, when we can see the area that Carol is jumping in. You can see that it's basically been rigged that she's gonna go right through it because when she's jumping on that it's starting to get you can see it's flexed up and down and just goes right through. She lands on the couch. Thank goodness she could have broken something. But she says, I'll get on a scale and prove this wasn't my fault. Of course, there's like all this cloud of like Dust and everything is. <laughs> oh boy, that is not. They got termites. That fucking blows. I wouldn't know personally, thank goodness, but damn. And of course, we get the Growing Pains theme song. They are in raincoats, they do have umbrellas over their heads. So we got Carol and Ben sharing. An umbrella. We got Maggie and Mike sharing an umbrella, and we got Jason and baby infant Chrissy. This is not the baby that they use in this episode because at this point, Chrissy is like a strawberry blonde-haired baby with little pigtails. She's adorable. So Jason is calling a repair person based on an infomercial. And he's like, well, how come there's a person in your commercial who's writing a check before the dust even settles? Why are you laughing at me? And Jason's like, look, my, I'm telling you, my daughter just crashed through the ceiling. She could have been hurt. And Jason says, no, she's not a large girl. Jason, hang up the damn phone. Tell him to go fuck himself because he's being rude. And find a reputable person and not necessarily somebody on a fucking infomercial. 
and get that taken care of. Why are you even arguing with this dickhead? He clearly don't give a fuck. He's insulting your daughter who he's never met. <laughs> Maggie, oh, oh, wow. She says, don't expect service if you buy insurance from a machine. Or out of a machine. What, like a vending machine? I don't get it. Girl's peeking her head through that hole. I wouldn't even be staying in that room. I would feel like if it's soft here, who knows what other areas. And it's termites. Why would termites pick just one area to attack? Wouldn't they be attacking like the whole... Oh, I don't know. I don't know how termites think. I don't know. Jason! He's like, I bought that policy from a guy in a van. Well, then the joke's on you because he probably wasn't a real insurance person. Damn, Jason. I thought you knew better. You're a psychiatrist. Isn't it fun? Okay, I just thought of this. This connected world. We have the Seavers on Long Island. We have the Stratton family from Silver Spoons also around Long Island, um, Shallow Springs. We have Mr. Drummond, Philip, and the Jackson brothers, Willis and Arnold, also in New York. And we've already seen Arnold head over to Rick's place in season one of Silver Spoons. I just think this is just interesting. This, this world just... Can, it would be cool to connect, but Growing Pains is on, is on ABC. Silver Spoons, Different Strokes are on NBC, so, yeah. All right, well then how come in your TV commercials the claims adjuster is there writing a check before the dust even settles? What are you laughing at? <laughs> Look, pal, I'm telling you, my daughter just came crashing through the ceiling. She could have been hurt. No, she's not a large girl. <laughs> Hello? Jason, don't expect service when you buy insurance out of a machine. I bought that policy from a guy in a van. Oh, fuck off, Jason. And everything. <laughs> okay, folks, I checked the whole house. Well, what exactly did you find, Mr. Cummins? Call me Lloyd. Whatever. Okay, Lloyd, I told her to call me Lloyd, not you. Shut <laughs> up, dude. Okay, uh, Mr. Cummins. You listen. can call me Barry. Barry, Larry, whoever the hell you are, why have we got a hole in the Yeah, ceiling? really. Termites. I told you it wasn't me. Carol, please get away from the hole. The whole thing could come down. Oh, nice, Dad. Thanks. Okay, he's not if making you need an exterminator. I have somebody I can recommend. But but this is you. By God, it is. How can I help you? What a nuts! I thought you were a handyman. I've obviously never worked for you before. So how many termites? Well, I hope a lot. Because if it's one, we'd better all run for our lives. He is weird. Just for the record, I am four pounds lighter than I should be for my height. Carol, no one thinks you're chunky. It's right here in black and white. I'll read it later. Oh, shit. I could have the place tented today, sprayed tomorrow, and you could be back in here by Monday. Uh, what's uh, what's all this going to cost me? Well, it's hard to say, uh, uh, but it is the weekend. Is this thing went in the sweat with a buck? All right, thank you. We'll call you. <clears throat> yeah, that's a wise choice. You just check on a cheaper price while the termites floss. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, why don't we just let him get started? Maggie, I am a professional judge of human character. Yeah, right. And I'm telling you, this guy can't be trusted. There's something about him that's crooked. Oh, Excuse me. I found this wallet on the porch. Uh, belong to you? Well, what do you know? Yeah. Jason, your wallet wasn't stolen. Oh, and not only that, <laughs> your credit cards are here and all your money. You were saying, sweetheart? <laughs> Uh, so, uh, but how soon, uh, could you start, um, uh, Poncho? poncho. Whatever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bill Irwin, I swear. Now I'm thinking of season three. He was a janitor, wasn't he? Or no, he was at that restaurant cleaning up or some shit. Um, that Ben and Stinky went to. 
during the dance fever epi- two-part episode. And I'm trying to think. Oh, when they went, I thought it was season four. They went to, um, 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 uh, what, what was it? Yeah, Martha's Vineyard or whatever the hell it was. And I don't know whether he was like the captain or something of the ferry or what the fuck happened, but uh, yeah. So he's been on multiple episodes. We don't get a price as to how much this is going to cost the Seavers. And Jason says, you know what, we'll let you know if we decide to go with you. And the guy leaves and he's like, he comes back and says, hey, this is your wallet. And Maggie is just like, see? The fact that Jason's like, I'm a very good judge of character. Dude, you bought your insurance policy from a guy in a fucking van. Good judge of character, my ass. The guy's name is Lloyd. He tells Maggie, oh, you can call me Lloyd. And Jason's like, okay, Lloyd. And and Lloyd says, I said she could call me Lloyd. Turns out Jason ends up going with this guy after all. And the guy's like, uh... You can call me Poncho. <laughs> this dude! I don't know. The fact that Carol's hanging around that hole, just pointing out the fact, like, oh, I am four pounds lighter than blah blah whatever. And Jason's like, can you get away from that hole, girl? You're gonna fall right through it again. Oh my. And, and Carol's. Maggie tells Carol, it's like, sweetie, we don't think you're chunky. Oh my god. Yeah, if that were me and that happened, I'd be. Fr- I would not even be going in that bedroom. I'm like, okay, I, I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna go in there because that would freak me the fuck out. Especially if I fell through the damn floor. So Jason and Fam are going to a hotel with all their luggage. Because where the hell else are they gonna stay? Mind you, Jason had lost his wallet. What do you usually do when you literally cannot find your wallet? You've looked high and low? Start canceling shit. Your credit cards, you get new bank cards, probably gotta get a new driver's license, all that shit. Well, that's just gonna come back to bite him in the ass when he goes to check into this hotel. Carol, what could possibly be so essential and so heavy that you couldn't live without it for two days? Her pimple plaster. Ben. Well, I'm uh, Dr. Seaver. We call ahead for a reservation. Oh, yes. And you needed three additional cots with that room. Uh, cots? Cots? Well, I don't think it's right for the kids to sleep on the floor. Oh, you're a naughty man. Pardon me? You're trying to use a stolen credit card. Oh, no, no, no. See you that? thought they were stolen, so you reported them, then found them later, and forgot to call back. That's it? And women receive equal pay for equal work. <laughs> Damn, bitch, what's your problem? She's oh, cutting it up! What are you doing here? Because uh, that's how we treat scum buckets like you, sir. Oh my god, he's evil. I want to talk to your manager. Uh, you can do that after you put the room on my card. <laughs> Maggie, don't look at me like that. I did what I had to. I had to call and cancel the card. Some goofball could be on a wild spending spree. On a card with a hundred dollar limit? Seriously? Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Uh-oh, what? When we lie down with pigs, we come up smelling like garbage. <laughs> Why is she cutting up her car? Same account number. Oh, I am fuck. not a crook. And where have we heard that before? Man, listen, the credit cards were not stolen. This has all been a mistake. My kids will vouch for me. I don't know this man. <laughs> ben, you're Listen, sleeping on the floor. Miss, um, Miss uh, Tanya, um, our house is being fumigated and, well, we have no place to stay. Can't you just accept our personal check? Oh, certainly. With a valid credit card. Really? Well, well my husband is a well-known psychiatrist. Sure, Jason. Um, the session's over for today. That'll be $100. <laughs> oh, my God, she's got a gun. So, yeah, he got, of course he forgot to, and apparently it's an excuse she must get all the time. Like, oh yes, let me see, you lost your wallet, canceled your cards, forgot to call and let them know that you found them. Yeah, I hear that all the time. She cuts up Jason's credit card, which is fucking bullshit. 
And then Maggie's like, here, let me put it on my card. And being they have the same account number, the lady cuts up her card. What the fuck? What hotel did they try to check into? This is bogus. And Jason's like, well, I canceled them because someone might be on a wild spending spree with my credit card. And Maggie says, a credit card that has a $100 limit? Are you serious right now? Jason's like, my kids will vouch for me. And Ben's like, I, I don't know this man. And Tanya, the hotel clerk here, what, who is this person? Where did they find her? How did they, she has got some serious issues. She pulls up a gun and points it at them. They have a baby and they have kids. Bitch, what are you fucking doing? Fire this bitch. So, hotel's clearly a no-go. And also, Maggie beforehand had asked about, you know, what about a personal check? It's 1990... It's 1990... No, it's not 92, because that's when the show ended. Hold on a sec here. Let's find out. Season 5, all the way to that. 1990! Is that how things were? I mean, in 1990, I was 8 years old. I didn't have a credit card. I didn't... But is that how they, like, we need to have a personal, you will take a personal check, but you have to have a major credit. National Lampoon's vacation, when they try to go to Wally World, they check into that fucking hotel and shit. Same thing. Yeah, you can use a credit card, but you gotta have, or you can use a check, but you gotta have a major credit card. <sighs> what the fuck's the point of even trying to pay with a check if you have a, if you gotta have a credit card, you may as well use the fucking credit card. I don't fucking know. But now it's like they gotta try to find a second option. Let's go to Jason's mom's because she's married to Wally now and they live in his place. Unfortunately, they're having a dinner party with all their buds and uh, sorry, you can't stay here. Well, I still think it's wrong to barge in on your mom and Wally like this. Maggie, they have a huge apartment besides their family. What's my mom going to say? Sorry, son, it's a bad time. Sorry, son, but it's a bad time. Clearly. we got a house full of people. always said I'd have a home under your roof. Or maybe, but it's our roof now. Yep. <laughs> it's just with all these people. Irma, you mean you're having a party and you didn't invite us? Well, this is a different kind of party. <laughs> yes, but it isn't anyone you know. It isn't even anybody we know. <laughs> you're entertaining people you don't even know? Oh, don't pay any attention to Wally. Yes, we do know them. How? Uh, through the newsletter. Mm -hmm. I knew it. I knew as soon as you married that bum, he'd drag you down to his level. Jason! God knows what with total strangers. Oh. Who are you against the Jerry Vale fan club? Jerry Vale? Who's Jerry Vale? Hey, it's really him. Ben knows who he is. Let's see if Jerry needs anything. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, yeah, you deserve that dirty Where are we supposed to go till Monday? We have no credit cards, no cash. Oh, I feel really bad about this. Well, Mom, look, if we can't stay here, maybe you could, you know, help me out with a little... Would you kids wait in the hall, please, for a second? Oh, I beg my mom for money. Ben, don't you have any sensitivity? He doesn't want us to hear him begging his mommy for money. <laughs> Carol. I'd be very happy to lend you some money. Thank you, Irma. Just talk to Wally. He handles all of that for us. Oh, God. Talk no. to Wally? No. Oh, mom, can't you do it? <laughs> Jason, grow up! Really? Yeah, Wally's gonna tell him no. Hey, whoa! <laughs> you still here? <laughs> you still here? Look, I'm uh, sorry about the bum thing, you know? Well, if I weren't married to your mother, I'd have thrown you out that window. <laughs> You're gonna find the irony of this pretty amusing. <laughs> no. We'll see. <laughs> well, you know, with that. Uh, uh, the whole thing with the credit cards kaput and everything. Well, he could really help me out if you could, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'd be happy to introduce you to Jerry. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it is, too. It's Jerry Vale. No, it's, it's, that's not it. This is, it. it's a, it's financial, Wally. You know, you follow? Yeah, but I want you to say it. Oh, come on, Wally, this isn't easy no, for me. Jason, if you want to borrow money, all you have to do is ask me. 
Forget it. Oh, Jason. Jason. What did he say? He said no. Excuse me, I couldn't help overhearing that you needed some money. <laughs> That's tough, pal. Yeah, he ain't gonna give me no money, Jerry Bell. Jerry Bell ain't gonna give me no money. Just please. Yeah. Jason. So, yeah, they're in the elevator going up to Irma and Wally's place, and Maggie's like, honey, I really don't think we should barge in on them. And Jason's like, it's my mother. What is she going to say? Sorry, son, it's a bad time. That's exactly what Irma says. Like, sorry, son, it's a bad time. And they have a an apartment full of people there. And they're like, we don't even know these people. And Jason immediately says, oh, I know when you married Wally, that he, you, he'd bring you down to his level and he's a bum and this and that. And it's like, Jason, stop being a fucking dick to your mom and your stepfather. But it's the Jerry Vale fan club. I've never heard of Jerry Vale. Ben apparently has. Oh, Jerry Vale. Oh, he's cute. Oh, he looks so... Oh, my God. He looks very handsome. Whoa, look at this man. Jerry Vale was an American singer and actor. During the 50s and 60s, he reached the top of the charts with his interpretations of romantic ballads, including a cover of Eddie Arnold, You Don't Know Me and Have You Looked Into Your Heart. Alright, I want to... Okay. Ooh. Oh, soundtracks and films by Morin Oh, he passed away. Oh, that was six years ago. Oh my goodness, six and a half. Wow. Okay, I got. I got to check this out. I got to check this out. All right, so I checked out Jerry Vale's music. Unfortunately, I haven't. They don't sound familiar to me, even though I do like a lot of fifties and sixties music. Listening to the oldie station growing up and stuff really helped me appreciate like sometimes on our way to church on Sundays my dad would have the oldie station on so that's how I get familiar with the songs and so he is asking <laughs> Jason even tells his kids to wait outside like, can you wait outside please and Ben's like why Carol tells him cause dad doesn't want us, us to see him asking his mommy for money so Irma says, honey, I'd be happy to give you the money, but Wally handles all our finances. So, Jason is like, Ugh. So he goes over there, explains the situation, went to a hotel, cut up our credit cards, I'm strapped for cash right now, we really need some help. And Wally's like, yeah, I can give it to you, but you gotta tell me what I want to hear, which is probably him asking, begging, please give me the money. Jason's pride, of course, won't let him do that. So, no. <laughs> he grabs Maggie and they go to head out. And uh, Irma and Maggie are like, well, what'd he say? And Jason is like, he said no. He did not say no. He just did not want to give in and say, please, give me the money. So, it looks like their last option is going to Mike's place, which... I'm surprised they didn't uh, go there first, but Mike, of course, is with Kate, and they are sharing a sausage, which I thought that Kate was a vegetarian, so why is she eating a kielbasa sausage? Mike, this is a wonderful meal. Oh, thanks. You know, it's always risky when you're cooking kielbasa. <laughs> You know, I, I handled the main course, and uh, you were going to handle dessert, right? Right. <laughs> you know, Kate, all this kissing's great, but I, I really had my heart set on a moon pie. <laughs> Mike! Mike! Uh, um, look, if we're really quiet, he'll go away. You can be as quiet as you want, we're not going away. <laughs> Dad, I've got a guest. Well, now you've got six. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't, Kate is a vegetarian. Why would she be eating a kielbasa sausage? I, I don't know. But, of course, Jason and fam bang on the door. Mike's like, hey, maybe if we're quiet, they'll go away. 
And Jason says, because he can clearly hear <laughs> from outside the door, you can be as quiet as you want, Mike. We're not going away. And Mike's like, Dad, I have a guest. Jason opens the door and says, well, now you've got six. Uh, come on, come on. You guys are kidding, right? You're not going to stay here. You're kidding, right? Like, did my nostrils flare like this when I'm kidding? <laughs> you guys were going to a hotel. We did go to a hotel. Yeah, they pulled a gun on us. Damn. <laughs> Dad, do you have any idea what you just walked into? Yes, a structure I believe I own, which I can double the rent on at a moment's notice. <laughs> just wanted to make sure you remember that. <laughs> supposed to sleep in this dump? This place isn't fit for a pig. I know what you're all thinking and nobody say a word. <laughs> well, we're all sleeping here unless somebody can come up with $200. Hey, no, no problem. No problem. Uh, Kate, you got 197 bucks? <laughs> Look, I've got some space in my dorm room, so if anybody wants... Okay, okay. For the good of the family, I'll go. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you, Mike. I'll be right with you, Kate, as soon as I'm done with my sausage. <laughs> I was talking about Chrissy. If that's okay with you. Well, let's let Chrissy decide, honey. You want to spend the night in Mike's apartment or with Auntie Kate? Uh, yeah, because your doormates are going to love I mean, having a toddler there. The whole family go over to Kate's house, except for Kate. <laughs> no, Mike. Okay, come on, now, Dad. Come on, shouldn't we let Kate make this decision? No, Mike. Okay, Kate, here's everything she needs for the night, and sweetheart, I will see you tomorrow. Okay, I got one more idea. I, I mean, how, how bad could this pesticide really be? <laughs> you are no. so cute when you're frustrated. Oh, I must be stinking gorgeous right now. So, Mike, so you guys aren't seriously thinking you're gonna stay here, right? Are you kidding, right? And Jason says, do my nostrils flare when they're kidding? And Mike, do you know what you walked in on? And Jason says, yeah, a property that I own that I could double your rent in a moment's notice. Mike's like, I thought you, you, you were all going to a hotel. And Maggie says, we tried that. And Ben says, yeah, they pulled a gun on us. Like, poof. Carol, of course, is like, do you really expect us to sleep here? This place is not fit for a human being. She says it's not fit for a pig. And then she's like, nobody say anything. Nobody's saying that, Carol. So, Kate actually volunteers to take Chrissy because she's got room in her dorm. Although Mike volunteers himself and so does Ben. And that's when Kate was like, Noah's referring to Chrissy. And Maggie's like, well, let's leave it up to Chrissy. Chrissy, do you want to stay here with us or do you want to go with Auntie Kate? And adorable little toddler Chrissy. It's like, Kate, all right. So, you know, we'll, they'll see her tomorrow and Kate goes off. And Mike wakes one last digit. I'm like, hey, how about everyone go over to Kate's dorm except for Kate? And he's like, no, Mike, we're not doing that. So she leaves with Chrissy, and of course now everyone's just hanging out at Mike's place. So Maggie tells Mike, she's like, Mike, this isn't any easier for me either. And of course, Carol and Ben are like, me either, me either. Everyone starts arguing why Carol starts arguing, I don't know, why she's still on the blame train, like, oh, you're all blaming me because I fell through the floor, and like, okay, Carol, enough's enough. And I know Mike, of course, is yelling because they're all in his place, even though that's Jason's property, but anyway. Ben, of course, is like, oh, gross! And they all stop arguing and look at Ben, he's like, ugh! There's a hair in my sauce in this sausage. He's like, oh no, never mind. It's just a vein. It's like, oh. Thank you, everyone. A whole bunch. Well, Mike, this isn't a barrel of monkeys for me either, <sighs> or me, or me. Jason, why couldn't you? Maggie, I I found a hair in this sausage. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a hair, it's just a vein. Ew! Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop it! 
come on, okay, we've had a tough day. Yes, you fell through the floor. You had your credit cards cut up. You ate a vein. <laughs> Jerry Vale dumped on me. Mike and you, you had a chance. You're sitting here with a, with a, with a, a chance to have a nice conversation with a lovely lady. And are we gonna let all this stuff get us down? Yes. Yes! Well, not this camper. No, I'm gonna make the best of what we have. I'm gonna look at this glass as being half full, not half empty. I'm gonna accentuate the positive, not the negative. I'm gonna take me these lemons and I'm gonna make lemonade. So, Jason just, whenever he gets on his little psychiatry, er, psychiatry philosophy of rants here, his head just starts bobbing up and down and his voice gets higher and higher. And it's just like, Jason, please shut up. That's when Jason kind of gets irritating. Like, oh, dude, mm, no, no one wants to be here. No one is going to make the best of this situation. So, <laughs> now it's dark in the room because everyone, a good chunk of, you know, the kids are all, Mike included, even though the waterbed is his, they're all on sleeping bags on the floor. And Jason says, anyone else awake? And they're all like, yes. And Mike says, how can I get to sleep? You guys got my bed. And Jason says, you know, he did that. He took the bed for his, you know, Maggie's sake. Because apparently she's getting on in years. What the hell does that mean? What, she's getting older? I always thought getting on in years means you're not into having sex anymore. As you were when you were young. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Jason, you're no spring chicken either. So Jason turns on the lights like, hey, since we're all up and no one can sleep, why don't we talk? I'd be like, fuck you. This clearly has got to be a weekend because if this were during the week, they'd just be toughing it out. Like, it's 3 a.m. I got to get up in like four fucking hours. Can you not right now? And you know he's going to go on his psychiatry babble. Ben, when Jason says, hey, how about we all talk? And Ben asks, you mean to each other? And Jason says, Ben, families have been known to talk to each other. And Mike's like, yeah, sure, on TV. <laughs> because they're a TV family, that's cute. But Jason's like, all right, hey, let's pretend we're on TV. Carol, you go first. And she's like, all right, what do you want me to say? He turns us into a dang psychiatry session. He's like, well, whatever you want to say, whatever you're feeling, uh, whatever weighs heaviest on your mind. Really, Jason? Nice choice of words there. And Carol's like, oh, here we go, another fat joke. He says, why can't anyone accept the fact that I've lost 33 and a third pound? Wow! Wow! Um, mmm. Knowing what we know later, I don't think that's good. She should not be losing 30 pounds. She does not need to lose 30 pounds. God. Oh. Girl. Oh. Tracy. Carol. Jason's like, all right. Well, Carol's not into this. Ben, how about you? He's like, oh, hey, I got a joke. If, if bodily fluids don't offend you. And <laughs> Jason's like, uh, Mike. Mike's like, hey, I'm not saying anything until I get my bed back. So Jason's like, Maggie, you want to say anything? And she's like, oh, well, huh. according to you, I'm getting on in years. Or not getting on or whatever. <laughs> Anyone else still awake? Yes. yes. How can I get to sleep? You guys got my bed. Well, I did it for your mother. She's getting on in years. <laughs> oh, well. Come on, as long as everybody's awake, why don't we talk? You mean to each other? <laughs> well, man, families have been known to talk to each other, you know. Yeah, sure, on TV. Oh, well, all right, all right. Then let's pretend we're on TV. Why don't we give it a try? Come on, Carol, go first. <sighs> okay. What do you want me to say? Well, whatever's important to you, whatever you're feeling, whatever weighs heaviest on your mind. Uh, here we go. Another fat joke. Why can't anybody just accept the fact 
that I have lost 33 and a third pounds. Okay, we won't start with Carol. Ben. Well, I've got a good joke, if bodily fluids don't offend you. <laughs> okay, we won't start with Ben. Mike. Look, I'm not saying anything until I get my bed back. Okay, we won't start with Mike. Maggie. Well, I don't appreciate that crack about me getting on in years. Good idea, I'll start. You guys remember when the last time was that we all spent a night together in one room? Ha, 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 remember? It was ten years ago, and that was at your Aunt Rose's funeral. Now, that was a fun time. Ten years ago? How did they even remember that? I mean, the funeral was fun, Maggie. I mean, the fact that we had to spend the night in your Uncle Bobby's bomb shelter. Remember that? Remember no. what we did? We played games. We sang songs. We invaded the emergency rations and we gorged ourselves. Ben would have been three. How Your would mom got all that? tanked up and set off Uncle Bobby's flares. What? <laughs> Maggie? No, I know you didn't. I made that up just to make this more interesting. <laughs> is there a point to this? Yes, Mike. Point is, we were a family then. You know, we didn't want to spend the night together all crowded in one room underground with no air and Mike's feet. <laughs> But the point is, we did it. You know, we made the most of it. And it just occurred to me that, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is the last time we'll ever spend a night together, alone, in one room. So you, you get in the hotel room tomorrow night? Great! You mean it? Right. <laughs> Maggie, Maggie, when did these kids change? She's sleeping, man. Like you all should be doing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 3 a.m. or whatever time it's supposed to be is not the time to be having a powwow, like reminiscing about 10 years before when they all stayed the night at some Uncle Bobby's bomb shelter underground. Ben wouldn't remember. He's 13, so he only would have been 3. And Mike would have been, what, maybe 10? Carol, maybe seven or eight. I guess they're going to what Aunt Rose's funeral. I'm guessing it was either Jason's aunt or Maggie's aunt, and he's like trying to like, hey, we all didn't want to be in one room together, but we toughed it out. We had fun. We played games and stuff like that. Uh, and and no and and I get it. he's trying to make a point. It's like you know this could be the last time that we all are in one room together. You know, sleeping under one like that. And no one, no one's into this. Everyone, even Maggie fell asleep. Which I'm like, which is what y'all should be doing. Jason, there's a time and a place to have a fun little stroll down memory lane. Two or three. A.M. in the morning, because you can't sleep, is not one of those times. Just because I can't sleep doesn't mean I want to have a conversation with the person next to me. I want to try to go to sleep. Of course, since they're not accustomed to what goes on during the night in Mike's apartment, they get a another interruption. I guess Mike's friend Eddie is looking to borrow a few bucks. The fuck, dude? I mean, we know that Boner is in the um, the armed forces, and Mike is what going to college at this point in season five, Elf Landon, or something. What the fuck is Eddie doing with his fucking life since he graduated? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Nothing. What, do you work at, like, some fucking burger joint? No, no, that was someone Ben knew. Oh, yeah, Mike and Ben's Excellent Adventure, where they're looking for pot ash and paste. And they find Eddie, and they all go for <laughs> a drive of Mike's piece of shit car. And, like, hey, you want some onion rings, or you want some french fries? And Ben's, like, tapping on the back door of this restaurant. <laughs> all these secret door codes. <laughs> that would be a fun episode to do. I really think so. I I definitely think I'll I'll try to get to that one next year. Yo, Mikey, can you spare me a ten? Uh, what? Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you're sleeping with your mother. <laughs> <laughs> what the 
Hey, Michael, what's happening? Uh, well, you're pretty much looking at it, Ed. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, well, more. actually, Michael, I was wondering if you can lend me a 10. Uh, yeah. At 4 in the morning? It's 4 in the morning. Uh, look, all I got's a 20. Oh, that'll do. Well, wait, for me, you had 3. For him, you've got 20? Uh, well, he pays me back. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Yeah. This is really neat. You know, my family never sleeps all together in the same room. Well, Carol, you're developing quite nicely. Ew! Eddie, you jerk! You freak! Fuck out! Oh, I can't sleep on this floor. Things are crawling on me. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. Just climb in. Oh. Wait a second. The snowball gets bed and I have to suffer on the floor? Get it. Hey, wait a minute. You wait, can't all sit on that damn bed. I'm the one who owns the bed and you guys are going to sleep in it? I'm supposed to sleep on the floor? No way. Make room. Oh, oh my, over. Come, come on. on. Ow. Come on. Hey, Mike, that's my foot. Oh, I'm well. sorry. Yeah, well, who's got their elbows This many people in this bed. Yeah, you like, I had twice as many people in this baby. <laughs> Don't worry, they were all guys. Hey, wait a minute. We're not wet in the bed. The bed's waiting us. What? what that? that looks like a literal stream. Oh. <laughs> oh, that bed is. dollars it's like hey mikey can i can you loan me 10 bucks and he's mind you it's it's dark there's not a light on so he thinks mike's sleeping in the bed when it's really jason he's like and maggie kind of rolls over like oh what and <laughs> eddie's like oh sorry i didn't know realize you were sleeping with your mother <laughs> and he screams turns the light on and it's like and jason's like what the hell it's 4 a.m. You came here to borrow money? So before he leaves, makes a crack about how Carol... Carol... Carol's develop... You're developing nicely. Like, you freak. Get the fuck out. So <laughs> Mike gives him, oh, I only have a 20. And Eddie's like, oh, that'll do nicely. And Jason's like, wait a minute. You had three bucks for me, but him, you're giving him 20? And Mike's like, hey, he pays me back. And of course, Eddie's like, oh, this is nice seeing everyone together. You know, my family never does. Eddie has, is sporting the grossest fucking curly mullet, which may or may not be real. I can't fucking tell. But it's it's, it's vomit-inducing. It's gross. Blech. Blech. Just, mm. no, no, no. So Ben's like, oh, I can't sleep on the floor. Things are crawling all over me. Well, considering how Mike kept his bedroom in the house, not surprised it would be any different in this bedroom apartment. So he jumps in the bed because Maggie's like, oh, honey, come on, get in here with us. Carol's like, wait a minute, the snot ball gets the bed and I gotta lay on the floor? Hell no. Make room. So she gets on the bed along with Ben. So there's four people in the bed. Mike's like, wait, wait a minute. This is my bed, and I'm stuck on the floor? I don't think so. Shove over. They're all in the bed. Mind you, this is a water bed. And Jason's like, Mike, you cannot have this many people in this bed. Mike's like, Dad, trust me, you can have twice as many people in this baby. Don't worry, they were all guys. And they're all kind of looking at him like, you know what I mean? Yes, of course, they got to throw in a uh, a gay joke. Good So, of course, Carol asks Ben, Ben, did you put the bed? He's like, heck no. We see this long, arching stream. 
Right. At first you think Mike's, like, pissing upward through his sweatpants, but he's not. Because they, it's, they popped the fucking match. There's only so much weight a waterbed can hold. And Mike is actually thinking he's gonna, like, drink the stream to try to save his waterbed from being emptied. I'm like, dude, that water is fucking nasty. I remember when I had a waterbed and my dad would have to change the water out on a, on a every other regular basis. It was fucking nasty. Gross. Shit, like, floating in there and... Ugh. Eventually my dad had gotten tired of the maintenance of the waterbed and he just took it down and said, you know what, you're going back to a regular bed. <clears throat> From age 11 to 19... I had had a waterbed. Trying to transist from that. Mind you, a waterbed is going to feel nice and cozy in the wintertime when you got the heat. And I would always crank that dial up. And the first night in a regular bed, I was freezing my fucking ass off. I had socks. I had sweatpants. I had a sweatshirt. And I was still, and I had blankets. Blankets covering me. Lots of blankets. I was still so cold. But then again, my dad only kept the heat at like 60 degrees. <laughs> but still, I was still, I, it was cold. It was weird transitioning to a regular bed again. But it's just so damn disgusting. Watching Mike drink that waterbed water. Who knows how long it's... But anyway... Jason gets, everyone starts arguing again. Carol's like, now I just want to know that, everyone to know that it was Mike that broke the waterbed. What did he say? The, she said the waterbed's back, not Slim Spout Carol or whatever. And Jason's telling her to shut up. And Mike's like, oh, the guy who cancels his credit cards and can't even borrow money from his stepfather is telling his daughter to shut up and Jason admits like no I didn't even ask Wally for the money and Maggie's like what you chose to do this he's like yeah I chose to do this because I thought it would be you know a chance for all of us to be together in one room and bond and all this shit and he's like laughing in Mike's face as Mike's trying to drink the waterbed water so Jason's pissed and he goes out on the little where the fuck is this? There's a little... Oh! There... Oh, that's right. There's a little step... Like, steps and a little mini... bit, Something like that. Oh, off to the side. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I got it now. Never mind. But he's irritated, so he goes out to kind of cool off, and Maggie goes out after him. Jason, what are you doing out here? I don't know. I got confused. I got lost. I thought I was heading for the steps. Didn't this look like a pretty small door? I was going to say, is that not the steps? Maggie, I should warn you, if you're coming out here, we may actually have to converse. <laughs> and as you know, that's something this family does not do. <sighs> okay, Jason. You want to talk about this, or are you still wallowing in your melodrama? I'm still wallowing, thank you. <laughs> I'll be fine, Maggie, as soon as I accept and realize the fact that the family that I once knew and loved is gone. Oh, Jason. Oh, Maggie, come on. We used to appreciate the simple thing. Shut up there. I'm talking. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've been up on this balcony since the day we moved in here. I didn't even know they had a fucking balcony Remember, there. Jason? We climbed up here to look at our brand new house. And you were complaining about how much more the movers charged us than the rest of it. Still say those guys ripped us off. Jason, honey, I think you're missing the spirit here. Remember what we talked about that day? Hmm. Yeah, we talked about having all these rooms and would we ever have enough kids to fill them? Hmm. Well, we sure have come a long way, haven't we? <laughs> I don't know. We're standing on the same balcony overlooking the same house and watching those rooms empty one by one. Oh, honey, we can't have time stand still. No, no, but uh, I just feel sad. Jason, you like to be sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but come on, face it, honey. Things are never going to be the way they were. I just feel I've lost something. Honey, 
How come when you remember Aunt Rose's funeral on that night in the bomb shelter, you don't remember Carol and Ben fighting all night long, or, or Mike locking Carol out yelling, Nuker, Nuker, <laughs> or Ben setting off emergency flares at three in the morning? Now, I remember all that stuff. Maggie, it was a great night. Back then, you said Aunt Rose had a better weekend than we did. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Oh, yes, you did. Sweetheart, you are one of those rare individuals that needs 10 years to look back on something before he appreciates it. In the year 2000, you'll look back on this as the day Carol crashed through the ceiling, our credit cards were confiscated at gunpoint, and Mike's waterbed turned into Old Faithful. <laughs> and you'll remember it fondly. I will. Well, I'm sure glad I married you. <laughs> See what I mean? 21 years and you're just starting to get it. <laughs> and when I do look back on this night, it's going to be with you. Right here from the same balcony. No, you guys sell the house in uh, a couple of years ago. So, I get it. You know, Jason just, he wants this time with his family because he realizes... The kids are getting older now. You're not going to have as many chances to, to hang out with each other and just make these memories. Okay, so that is a balcony that I guess... That must overlook the back side of the garage because... I'm like... I thought at first it was like those steps that you go up and there's like that little... That right outside the door to that... But, no, I'm like, oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. And Maggie and Jason start reminiscing about when they first bought the house, you know, 20-plus years ago. And how they kind of thought about, you know, with all the rooms that they had, like, are we going to have enough kids to be able to fill these rooms? And it, it's kind of sad as Jason's like, yeah, and now we're kind of watching those rooms empty, you know, one by one. I'm thinking... Well, so far, we just have Mike, who's just right in the garage apartment. You still have Carol, who's going to be around for a little bit long, you know, just a smidge until she starts college, starts living in a dorm. You got Ben, you got Chrissy, uh, season seven's going to have Luke for a short amount of time. So, yeah, you don't got to worry about those. And I like how Maggie's bringing up, and I... Clearly, it's been a while since I watched this episode. Hey, Quinnell. And I'm just thinking, she mentions the year 2000. She's like, we'll stand on this balcony and we'll look back at this night. Because she's even bringing up, you know, when he brought up the story about Aunt Rose's funeral and just... He's bringing up like, oh, we played games and we told stories and this and that. She's like, well, what about... Ben and Carol fighting all night long. Ben shooting off the flare guns at three in the morning. And Mike locking Carol out of the bunker saying, nuker, nuker. <laughs> and stuff like that. And Jason's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I remember all that. Yeah, it's just... This... I like this episode. And I just think about the year 2000. And when she was mentioning that, I'm just thinking... Because this is season five. I wonder, I honestly wonder at this point in the show, did they know in two seasons that they were going to end? Probably not. They probably thought they'd go for at least another eighth or who knows, nine or ten. Who knows? And maybe they didn't know how they were going to end the show just yet. Because I'm like, Maggie, you guys don't know it yet, but in two years, you guys are going to be jetting off to D.C. so you can... Excuse me, work as a an attendant to the senator who I remember they said oh, it looks like Joe Pesci, that person who looks like Joe Pesci from Nightline. But yeah, it's, just, it's sweet because they're reminiscing that you know uh, of their their early days as a married couple and just all these memories over the course of you know this time. And I'm just thinking because. That looked like when we go to um, when we did the graduation episode from season three, and we were seeing all these flashbacks of Maggie with baby Mike. 
So I'm guessing at some point, I don't know when, maybe they did have Mike and then they moved into the house. Because you know by the time they got Carol, they must have waited until after they had Carol to get that house. I swear, because when she's pregnant with Carol and Mikey's learn- Mike's learning how to walk and everything, the the space that she's in, like, the living room, is totally different. And it's until, like, Mike is, like, five that you see that they're in the Seaver house. So, yeah. And by that time, she's already pregnant with Ben. So, yeah. It's just interesting. And I'm just kind of thinking of another episode that I can't remember what it was. It, it, the title, I think it might even be during this season, or it could be season no, I think it's season five, where Maggie's worried about the type of, you know, per, that Chrissy's going to grow into. He's saying, oh, she's got Carol Smarts, Mike's charm, Ben's appetite, and I'm just thinking, the opening for the Growing Pains movie that came out in, like, 2000, which is really funny, because Maggie brought up that year, is that Chrissy's smoking a ciggy in the girls' bathroom while we hear over the PA the honor roll system that she's been, um, she's on the honor roll for, like, perfect grades and all that stuff. I'm like, she definitely got Carol's brains, I guess, huh? Of course, so the termites just got that one spot in Carol's room and then also that balcony because Jason and Maggie, as they're kissing and reminiscing, boom, they fall right through that that balcony. Oh, God. Ugh, someone's going to the hospital. Uh, but yeah, that's the episode. I, I enjoyed it. This one was always a fun one. It just seems like as I watch these episodes, the more and more Jason kind of starts to irritate me with his psychology babble. Always trying to throw... I mean, it's good when it serves a purpose, but when he's just babbling, it's kind of like, okay, okay, enough, Jason. So, yeah, like I said, I enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. And as I've said in the previous episodes that I've done... The Growing Pains podcast, uh, it's not going to be once a month starting next year. It's going to be maybe I'll do a few episodes next year because I'll also be focusing on my other podcast with Everwood. Maybe an episode here or two of Roseanne. Maybe one or two of Mr. Belvedere. But also I am starting up the Boy Meets World podcast called The World According to Corey. So I'll be doing an episode or so a month of that, as well as two episodes a month of Small Wonder. I'll be kicking off season two in January, so look forward to that. All right, without further ado, have a wonderful holiday week, everybody. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year for next week. Bye-bye.